All right, I'm going to go in the intro now. All right, hit it. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 8 of Hip Squared, American Fantastics Pop Culture Podcast, celebrating everything from the mainstream to the independent, weird, old, and local. Troy, how's it going? John, we're in... We're set up for a mellow podcast today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. It's going to have a lot of soul. It's going to be smooth. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like feeling suede um, wrapped around your body. It's going to be like a fine whiskey. Okay. It's been well-aged and uh, doesn't have that heat that a cheap one would have going down. <laughs> That's good. I could say it's like wearing velvet underwear. Hmm. You wear velvet underwear pretty often? Um, no, but if I had some, I would. I mean... With, like, a nice silk robe? What place would be better to wear velvet than (laughs) than his underwear? Exactly. I mean, it's, like, the most sensitive part of the body, so... (laughs) Well... My butt cheeks kind of want that right now. I'm (laughs) disappointed that I'm... To be cradled? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would be nice. Well, um, we are here to get into a little bit of music. We realized we have a uh, two music topics to get into. Um, I'm going to start things off with a local Louisville cadre of musicians. So these all kind of follow the orbit of a producer and hip-hop artist named Dr. Dundiff. He is a um, Louisville musician that collaborates with a lot of people and also comes out with his own music. Um, He produces a lot of hip-hop beats. He works with um, a few different people, but the ones I'm going to focus on today are Otis Jr. and Touch AC. So uh, Otis Jr. sings some soul music, Over hip-hop beats, um, he's kind of earnest, and his lyrics focus on redemption and self-reflection and making the most out of a hard life. Okay. So he's the one I'm going to talk about first. Um, There's two albums that they collaborated on together. The first one is Hemispheres that came out in 2017, and the second one is Cool, which came out in 2018. Um, they met at a local R&B contest, and uh, Otis Jr. was the only contestant that Dr. Dundiff didn't know. So that's how they started their musical partnership. Hmm. Um, and I kind of wonder what it would be like to be at an R&B contest. I mean, that does sound like... That sounds intense. It does. <laughs> I mean, intense in a very relaxing way. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. That like, they, so I guess the R and B scene is just that well known. There's so few I people so. in Louisville that he knew everyone else. Yeah, and I'm, he's a he's kind of a fixture in the hip hop community or in the in the music community, and he was actually DJing that event. Oh, okay. So it would make sense that he knows a lot of the the players involved. Um, but I like this music a lot because it is it's kind of relaxing and it's. Um, the kind of music that you can listen to and chill out to. I was going to say, it sounds like, is it the kind of music that's like great for work? Because it's, it's really good background. and Yeah, I like to listen to it at work. I like to listen to it um, just anytime, really. Like, it's mm-hmm. not going to get you too 
pumped up or excited or mm-hmm. anxious. Um, but it's good when you want to think. Um, it definitely has enough substance that you can you can listen to the lyrics and think about them and bring them in um, to your own life and see how they apply to you and, and kind of like make you look at the world in a little bit of a different way. Mm. Um, one of the songs of his I really like is called Don't Get Caught. And it's kind of about the the thoughts and the dark things that creep into your head when you're feeling down or when you are a little bit exhausted with life. Um, And those lyrics go, and the same little things creep into my head, find their space and they start to build their well. I'm the prey to every predatory thought. I just pray every day that I don't get caught. And the same little things creep into my head, find their space. And they start to build their well. I'm the prey to every predatory thought. I just pray every day that I don't get caught. So I thought that was a neat mm-hmm. kind of examination of um, a person struggling with depression or some kind of mental illness or some sort of fixation that they can't really get away from. But you just got to keep... Yeah. Keep pushing. Persevering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep pushing on. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> his his music is really, it's kind of self-reflective. And um, I like the way that their their flavors kind of run together. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's, it's interesting to hear that soul influence over a hip-hop beat. Yeah, that is that is a different kind of mix to get be, between like the the deep rhythms and that and it. I mean, I think soul. I think like a slower, more down tempo, mm-hmm. and then you have a hip hop beat, like you said, and that like picks it back up. Exactly, so, melding those two. I think it kind of uses the hip hop as their percussion. Mm, okay, and to add a little bit of accent to it, and it reminds me somewhat of gospel music. Just because it is so soulful and so earnest and it's so genuine. And um, I like how everything is very earnest and sincere and there's no cynicism really in it. And there's no, um, it's not biting at all. It's very much like, I guess, comforting because of how how honest it is. I was going to ask how it differs from, like, other R&B and soul. Cause isn't R&B, like, because you just, like, compared it to gospel music, well, it's isn't not, it very similar? Aren't most R&B? Kind of. It's one thing that's different about it, I guess, is the subjects he chooses to sing about. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, when I think of R&B, I think of a lot of, like, romantic music. Right. Like Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like um, We'll get to that later. Marvin yeah. Gaye or I like the music from, like some of the music from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is very, it's very honest and direct. And um, I really enjoy listening to it. And I think these, those two albums really go uh, well together. And it's neat too, if you are familiar with Dr. Dundas music, there's definitely a lot of his trademark sounds in it. Gotcha. So if you listen to multiple albums, you kind of hear a few of the same samples. And I think that rewards the listener who's really familiar with his work. Mm -hmm. So so that's Otis Jr. and Dr. Dundas. I'm going to transition now to Touch AC. 
Um, and there, the album of uh, Touche C that I'm really familiar with is called Death. <laughs> A lot of dark, <laughs> dark themes to yeah, on these, I think, in these. I think it came out in either 2017 or 2018. It's fairly recent. Um, the album cover is really neat. It's kind of like a tarot card version okay. of death. Okay. So it's a skeleton that is in military, a military uniform, like combat uniform, and he's riding a horse. And there's kind of like all these scenes of devastation in the background. Okay. But it's not as... This sounds, wait, wait, wait. This sounds heavy metal. <laughs> kind am, of, I, am I missing it's something not, here? It's not as dark and bleak as it sounds at first glance. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it's, um... Well, part of what it is is it's it's kind of like so if you are into tarot or you're familiar with that at all, death is a really strong metaphor, and one of the meanings it can have is the end of a cycle, okay, or the end of um, anything really. And part of what the album focuses on is death is part of birth, and birth is part of death, and how they're both the same thing. So it's it's like a cycle ending. But a new cycle starting over. Mm-hmm. He is a little bit more, um, I would say, darker in tone than Otis Jr. And he's going more for a hip hop aesthetic. So it's it's more of a um, it's more intense to listen to in okay. that way. The lyrics are a little darker, and the subject is a little darker. Um, one of the ones I really like from Death is called Archetype Abject. Hmm. And um, just giving you a few of these samples so you can hear a little bit of the tone of what the content is like. But uh, this one starts off, the, uh, this is how the chorus goes. This is the type of shit that make me want to burn down a grass hut. This is the type of shit that make me want to buy a goddamn drone. This is the type of shit that make me want to break off from the tribe uh, and go off on my own and take a take a walk in the snow. So it's kind of like um, being fed up and sick with society and wanting to be your own person. Mm-hmm. So that is an, um, kind, kind, of, kind yeah, of like com- the tone he's going to. Right, kind of like getting out on your own. The The comment about the drone is interesting, like with it being, I mean, that's a pretty modern topic. See, I was wondering with like the grass, like burn down a grass hut, yeah. where that's coming from, because I... I Against images of war, I know that was my thought. I was thinking like Vietnam. Yeah, burning down a grass hut definitely makes me think of Vietnam, and a drone makes me think of Iraq and Afghanistan and more modern warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, And it definitely follows the theme of death. And I think that was one of the ones where he's um, more—it's more like darker and almost cynical about society and his place in society. Uh, I like that one a lot. There's another one too that's a lot more satirical. Mm-hmm. It's called false prophets. Okay. And the uh, the word prophet is spelled like monetary prophets. Okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah, and this one is the one where he takes down people who use religion to <sighs> make a lot of money and exercise greed and kind of like trick people into joining their flocks so that they can exploit them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I really like that one because it's not necessarily cynical about religion as a whole or Christianity, because one of the things he does is he contrasts Jesus and his message of serving the poor with the mess, like the message that these um, televangelists are mm-hmm. spreading. Um, but it's really neat, and it's a good. It, it's another kind of like satirical cutting song. But it's um, it's neat that it's not something that doesn't have any kind of spiritual perspective. It's more cynical about religion as an organization and not really the spiritual aspects of religion. Romans and James both claim you're ridiculous. Corrupt Christ creed, y'all so conspicuous. The money makes moves and you move it too meticulous. There's more to the book than the book of Leviticus. What we have here is a pot kettle situation. False prophets, no taxes on the television station. He resisted temptation. Y'all put that retail price on salvation. Forgive an old man if he seemed too hostile. While shiesty psychos do cocky bomb the gospel. Encourage dropping bombs on the lands of the apostles. Then walk around talking about the devil hides fossils. You ain't saints, you sadists. I see it well. Repeat after me. There's no such thing as hell. Final fucking thought. When I got you for the song, if your sign starts with God hates, then it's wrong. It's like running a religion as a business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, Which is what many of these, like places do nowadays it's the superdome churches and all that yeah there's this I, I've, I've learned a little bit about it there's this idea of the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. and it, and what it kind of boils down to is that the more blessed you are the more money you'll have <laughs> isn't but, it uh that follows some idea similar to and i could be totally wrong on this hinduism where it's like depending on how blessed you are you will have more money um well i think it's part of what caste you belong to okay. so i guess that Maybe would kind it. of correspond to it right but part of that i know part of buddhism is letting go of attachments and i, I know buddhism is comes from hinduism so i don't know if those what? sort of mm-hmm. i thought that it was kind of like kind of the issue with um poverty over in, in areas where that religion reigns is because mm-hmm. the people if, if you don't have money, it's not thought of because you haven't, it's not because you haven't worked for it. It's because God damned you mm-hmm. and you are, because of your past life or because of things you've done, this is where you've ended up. Yeah, you're reincarnated in a certain position in society. Right. Which is, is similar to like this prosperity gospel, whereas if I guess if you're poor, it's kind of like your own fault or you're making up for some sin that you committed which makes it really easy for the people that are rich to have a good conscience exactly and it's it's neat that um he he basically just takes down that idea and and uh, breaks it apart mm-hmm. um and that that is a really good album death um, the last one i'm going to talk about is dr dundas own album which is rare candies it's really, uh, it's really neat. It's kind of got, um, it, this one is a little bit more irreverent, I would say, and it has a lot of humor injected into it. Is it about Pokemon? Uh, well, actually, there is a Pokemon. See, I'm glad you got that reference because yes. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but the cover is Dr. Dundiff as a Pokemon card. Oh, really? Yeah, and then in the, where the abilities would be is the track listing Oh, that's so, so cool. Okay. Can you explain? Is, is Rare Candy is how you evolve into another... So Rare Candy was the cheaty way of leveling up. Okay. And um, I remember when I was a kid, I played like the first... I played Pokemon Blue. Mm-hmm. And somebody showed me at my... At the daycare where I would stay over the summer, somebody showed me that you can clone items by doing the super secret hack. Okay. Well, 
if you did it, the obvious thing to clone is rare candy. Rare candy. That way, mm. you can level all your Pokemon up to level ninety nine. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that's why this one says rare candy. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Pokemon, I did want to share some of his lyrics too because they're really funny. And um, part of the tradition of hip hop is boasting and just kind <laughs> of like, and also um, insults. And this blends the two together. Uh, and he says, your flow is a big lighter. I'm Charizard with this flamethrower. You're fresh grass. I'm a lawnmower. So you can do the math, son. LMAO, LMAO. It's safe to say that Dundiff won. Your flow is a big lighter. I'm Charizard with this flamethrower. You're fresh grass. I'm a lawnmower. So you can do the math, son. LMAO, LMAO. It's safe to say that Dundiff won. So he has, he has a lot more. He injects a lot of humor into it. That's not what all of his songs are like. But it's 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 a few of his more silly ones, and I'd say his is more. It can be party music, mm-hmm. or it can be like what you would listen to, like driving um, on the road trip or on an expressway or something like that. Okay, and um, it's it's just really fun to listen to. He has some darker songs too, but it's it's not. Like that's the theme of his entire album, or if that—that's, but it is a different side of him. So he is more complex than just kind of like um, party and fun music. He's got his dark side too. Um, and the last thing I'll say about these these musicians is that they all represent Louisville really well. Oh, okay. So if you go online and you look at their music videos, you'll see a lot of Louisville in them, and they definitely rep their city hardcore. Like Dr. Dundiff has songs or lyrics about breaking down on I-65, and uh, I, I was looking at the uh, one of his videos today, and a lot of it takes place at the Louisville airport and like driving around in it, and so that that is kind of rewarding too if you're a uh, a local Louisvillian. Uh, it does have the flavor of the city injected to it into it, and I really like that about it that they're. Then um, there is a really strong hip hop scene in Louisville, and relative to the size of the city, it's neat to see that flourish. I mean, that's beautiful that we have that kind of culture around like a small city like this. Yeah, and it's neat to see that there's a lot of diversity and a lot of artists collaborating together. Um, Dr. Dundiff and Touch AC are both white. Otis Jr. is black. There's a lot of black and white hip hop musicians that collaborate and. Um, I just like how it seems like, at least in this scene, that it's not about a lot of competition or dissing each other. At least I don't see that side of it. It's a lot about collaboration and supporting each other. And that um, it's always good to see that in an artistic scene instead of people tearing each other down. It's people lifting each other up. So I like I like that about it, too. Pretty awesome. Hey, we live in a great city. It's exactly. awesome that we have amazing artists like that. Yeah. And if you want to, um, you can get all of their albums on Bandcamp. Uh, I know Otis Jr. Dr. Dundas album is only eight bucks, and then you can download it and stream it. You can also um, check out their websites or Google them to see tour schedules. They or show schedules. They play in Louisville a lot. Okay. So it's really easy to see them if you're into that, and it's not too expensive because they're local acts, and they just want people to come out and go to their shows. So I definitely recommend if you are into hip-hop at all, if you're just looking something different to listen to, to check them out. Gotcha. Have to give them a listen. Yeah. All right. Um, So last weekend, um, I went to uh, Northern Kentucky to hang out with Abby's uh, family, and we went to a concert, Mm -hmm. um, which... I think this is the first concert I've been to in probably like 
four years. I don't go to concerts very often. That's yeah. just not the kind of thing I do. <laughs> uh, but we went to a concert because uh, Ann and Carl had told us that like they had taken a trip to Nashville, seen a bunch of performers, and one of them they really liked was uh, this performer called uh, by the name of Anderson East, and uh, he was going to be performing at the madison theater up in uh northern kentucky okay so um since most of you probably don't know this the madison theater the madison street in covington was this like pretty popular street and on it madison theater was a theater that was open like back in probably the 60s 50s it was really old theater had one um screen and it would be whatever they showed that was a movie theater yeah movie theater right right sorry um and they like but they only had one screen so it was Pretty exclusive to get in, and out out front it has the big like um uh what, what am I trying to think of with the big lights and the, oh, the marquee yeah it had a big marquee okay. uh, and still there well a few years ago it turns out you can't um run a theater that only shows one show at a time so yeah. they <laughs> clo- they closed and it has reopened as a concert space Neat. so uh, we went there and uh, had a really cool aesthetic you walk in and the bars like there's bars on each side where the old um, concession stands used to be <laughs> and the whole back is open so like you're like walking right into where uh, it, uh, the place plays do they have any of the old movie seats in there uh, no they took them all out okay, so, so it's, so it's like all standing okay, yeah cool. yeah so it's all standing room um, so just want to set this atmosphere it's like like dark intimate space mm-hmm. small movie theater so it's like not a not a really big area um we listened to one performer um by the name of i want to say it was like emily silva 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 uh apparently she was uh really big in um britain like a few years ago and okay. moved to the u.s and started playing in nashville and different uh venues but uh she opened for this uh performer called Anderson East. So Anderson East is a uh, R&B and Southern Soul band and they take that to heart and it's like I had listened to them uh, going into the show like mm-hmm. I've been listening to some of their songs online some of the more popular ones but the atmosphere of the show was like one of the most chill concerts I've ever it's been to. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they have this um, this mood about them that like pulls you down and brings you into a very relaxed mood. The whole stage is the uh, like has pretty low lights except for a few like uh, like almost like um, gas lights in the back okay. that are uh, that just light them up and it's a very relaxed mood. So um, one of the big songs that they uh, that always sticks with me from them is a song by Nick called um, All on My Mind, mm-hmm. which we listened to earlier and John's uh, got me good on this one because I didn't look the lyrics up to all these, so <laughs> so I apologize. Um, but it's a song about um, it's a song about like you're in a, when you're in a relationship and like all you can think about is the is the other person.
It's it's this they have this tone about them that like it's really hard to not be like moving your head or tapping mm -hmm. your foot along the music because <laughs> they just have like a really solid bass line. But That's it's cool. it's so relaxing. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a great concert first of all, and uh, I've uh, like been listening to them and they like the music gets stuck in your head like really bad. So it's catchy. Yeah, it's super catchy. Um, I didn't realize it was a whole band i thought it was just one guy so it's uh one guy uh michael anderson and i i don't know if he has the same band that goes mm -hmm. around um but the band they had was fantastic the uh guitarist and bassist were brothers okay. and they both same. had this like like crazy bowler hat that was really fun <laughs> but um they were super talented there's a few uh there were a few guitar solos there's a sax that goes on in most of the songs it's name uh and trumpets it's got that it's got a very like Old timey uh, kind of feel to it, while still having like some uh, upbeat moments to keep mm -hmm. you to keep you moving. That's neat. Yeah, is it like influenced by R and B or like gospel? You said. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's super. Um, it's very gospel-y. And uh, according to Ann and Carl, when they had played in Nashville, they mm -hmm. actually had like um, a full string uh, oh, session with them, as well as a gospel choir doing all the backup vocals. That's really cool. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, at least of the instruments set up, like Dave Matthews Band, but they have a very different kind of sound. Right. To it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's but, much more. He's much more chill. Brings mm -hmm. you down and like and pulls you back up each time in the refrain. But it's a very relaxed, um, very like very moving performance. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anderson, he's like in. He is moving around and. Uh, jumping all over the stage, pulling his pulling his guys up and down as the music goes on, <laughs> cool. like waving waving the drummer on, um, uh, and just like keeps keeps the energy going throughout Man. the show. So, do you know where he's from? Uh, I believe he's from uh, Alabama. I okay. think he's from nor Northern Alabama or like um, somewhere down south, like Alabama or Georgia, somewhere down south. And uh, yeah, tell, you can tell when he starts talking. Okay. It comes through real strong. Is there, is there a country influence to him at all? Like being in Nashville for so long and being from the south. Yeah, it's got a little bit of country to it. Um, the the most country comes from just like the like the way he talks, but it's much more mm -hmm. spiritual. Okay. Like where country can be uh, about trucks and girls and beer, mm -hmm. um, his country is all about um, like love and. Um, emotions. The emotions, the things that uh, that make you move, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So, um, all in my mind was like the one that always sticks with me. Uh, a couple of his other one, uh, really big ones, are this two shall last, um, which is a which it is a would be a fantastic like first dance wedding song. Yes, but I was just thinking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's he's got this like long refrain of this this two shall last and kind of. Um, talking about again relationships and that kind of stuff. That uh, that's neat. So he must have fallen in love pretty hard at some point and written a bunch of music about it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like, don't, don't a lot of artists isn't yeah, that isn't that the hardest thing to do? Fairly universal theme. Well, you were talking about R and B and romantics earlier. Like, mm -hmm. yes, that that, <laughs> that per personifies him that's and neat. what have he's. Have you heard any of his music either 
as a single or in movies or TV or anything like that? I don't think he's... I don't know if it's been used for, like, ads or if it's been mm-hmm. used in, um, uh, like, more popular media that people would have heard of. Um, you can definitely find him online really easily. And uh, both of his albums, uh, Encore and Delilah, uh, you can find all the music for those online pretty easily. But I don't think it's been used, like, in big uh, pop culture. Okay. I could, it could totally... I guess I'm just kind of wondering how Abby's parents discovered him or... Oh, just like walk... Okay, so apparently you walk around Nashville and just Mm -hmm. there's music coming out of every bar and they just happen to walk in and find him. That's neat. Yeah. And uh, uh, never never been to Nashville. Mm -hmm. Sounds amazing. Would love to go sometime if it's the same kind of feeling that I had when I went to this concert. Um, Where you're just like... Because, like I said, it's all standing room, so you're standing next to people, but it wasn't too packed. Um, it wasn't like sardines in a can, but <laughs> uh, it was you know, it was nice. You could listen, kind of move around, and uh, everyone was moving with the music. Yeah. I know. Like, I've heard Nashville and New Orleans are very welcoming music cities with a lot of live music that's affordable to see, and mm-hmm. kind of like uh, sections of town where you can just walk around and see a few different bands or hear lots of different kinds of music right out of the bars and that's what that's what it sounds like that's how that's how i think they heard they heard of and heard him so yeah um the other like songs that the other song that like really hit me is um it's called house is a building and it Mm -hmm. has the this refrain that is um if house is a building um then home is a feeling and kind of like the and it goes through like other feelings but that Again, relationships, those that are with you and where you are in your life, like that is your home and that is that is your feelings about like yeah. it's not it's not just a place, it's it's an emotion. It sounds like a lot of deeper themes. It and... is. <laughs> Especially yeah, than uh than than your guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, but it they're also easy to connect to. Yeah. And they're same. they a lot of them hit close to home. I mean he's hit he uses very easy themes of romance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, things that are fairly universal, right? And like, but when you're talking gospel, like gospel style R and B music, like it's it's really easy that the tones fit in very well with that kind of love and mm-hmm. relationship ideas. So yeah, I think it's definitely fit for a romantic evening or any kind of like relaxing or wanting to feel contemplative. Right. It was it was a really great um, it was a really great night overall. We went there. Listen, uh, listen to some great uh, music, and then went went to a bar and had uh, drinks afterwards. Yeah. So, I mean, like it was it was a chill evening, and mm-hmm. it was much better than I had expected. But I wasn't going in. I wasn't yeah. going with high expectations. expectations. I don't go to a lot of concerts. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to check out this theater because it's neat to see old buildings get refurbished or made into new forms mm-hmm. transform at the times and i think they use they try and get a lot of like smaller artists because they know their space isn't that big i mean that place can probably only hold like 300 people max mm-hmm. so i'm sure they get a lot they try and get like artists that they know can fill that space yeah and um with that like he was he was a great um his performance was fantastic for that venue because it did feel very intimate. Like you were, you felt like you were there. You, from wherever you were standing, you could get a great view of him mm-hmm. and him moving around with the band. It wasn't some huge concert, uh, concert center. So, yeah, I feel like that feels a lot more intimate, and right? Especially with the music like that, that is supposed to be like intimate and about relationships and close. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so neat. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time there, man. I did. So yeah, definitely check it out. Um I don't have much much to add besides like uh you can find most of his music online. Mm-hmm. Um I know we we listened to All on My Mind earlier, but this too shall last, shall last House's Ability. Another one of his big songs is called Satisfy Me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, d- I can't remember what that one is for the life of that me. Sounds like a sexy song. It probably is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of his some of his music is definitely sexy as well. Um, his latest album is Encore, uh, the one that I mentioned. I think mm-hmm. it came out in 2018, 2017. Okay. And then uh, Delilah was his first big album uh, that came out in like 2015. Do you know... If you can get his music on Bandcamp or SoundCloud or like where it is, where do you, is it available for download or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, it's yes. And I'm not sure where it would be. I'm okay. sure you could find it on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, iTunes, any yeah. of the major music distributors. Sure could, maybe he has a website. What's his name again? Uh, Anderson, uh, Anderson East. East. Yeah. Anderson East. Sorry. At the top of my page, I have Michael Anderson because that's his <laughs> name. But no. Yeah. Look up Anderson East and you can find all this stuff. Uh, you can find pretty much any of his music. Like if you just want to listen to a sample uh on youtube it's all there so yeah well that's one of the good things about music on the internet now is it's really easy to sample people and Mm -hmm. get to know if you like somebody and really get into their work right cool yeah well um now you guys have a few different music recommendations that you can get into um definitely encourage you if you have a local music scene in your city to check out some live music, support local artists. It's really good to nurture that community and to get out and um, experience that because there's really nothing like live music that can expose you to different artists and also, like you said, um, let you get to know people that you might not have had the first inclination to discover on your own. Right. There's a lot of music out there that, like, you may have heard of their big songs, and mm-hmm. you, may, you might like them, but it's the it's the smaller ones, the less known ones, that become your favorites. Yeah, and I like to being able to listen to a full album. I know for a lot of people in this age of playlists and streaming music, it can be hard to do that. But I think for for artists to really get to know them, and sometimes there's a whole narrative built into an album or a theme that goes all the way through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really neat way to experience that. Uh, well, I do want to thank everybody for listening to Hip Squared. Um, if you'd like to, you can check out AmericanFantastic.com for all of our audio on c- content. You can also follow Hip Squared now on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'd really love it if you wrote a review, yeah. recommended us to a friend so that more people can get to know about the podcast. There's also a lot of really neat art and writing and all kinds of things on American Fantastic that you can check out. You can also follow American Fantastic on Facebook. Uh, You can share us with a friend or enemy. Yeah, yeah, share us with your friends. I mean, you listen to our podcast. You probably, like, want to talk about what you listen to. (laughs) And um, you can't do that if nobody else listens to us. So share us with a friend so you can tell them how dumb our ideas were or how great they were. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Spread spread the... um, the podcast like a really nasty rash mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you if you would like to support us a really good way to do that is like Troy said uh, spread the word you can share us on social media if you'd like to become a member of American Fantastic you can do that on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month like the sign says anything helps um, we were produced today by Mayplex Monk. If you'd like to check out uh, mayplexmonk.com, you can see 
all of any projects that he's getting into. He records all kinds of podcasts. Uh, he does a little bit of music. He does um, neat photography, and you can check that all that out there. Um, and our intro and outro music is from danosongs.com. If you'd like any royalty-free music for your project, you can check out Dano Songs. And last but not least, I wanted to recommend my friend Lizzie's podcast, Two Nuts in a Pod. It's a mental health podcast that she does. I was on episode three, which is out now. You can find that on SoundCloud. And that's a really, um, is, even though it's pretty heavy subject matter, it's very um, funny the way they talk about it. And um, it can be a really good comfort if you struggle with mental illness or know somebody that does just want to learn more from it or um, just want to have an entertaining podcast to listen to. So, uh, yeah, Friends of Hip Squared, you should definitely check that out. Uh, Troy, is there anything I forgot? Nah, I think we hit it all. All right, well, we'll uh, get back with you guys next time. Toodles. Toodles.